Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best advice. It's Friday, April 6th. I'm Chris Hardy. Today, we're diving into a thought experiment from Motherboard on the future of regulation in the social media industry. With Facebook suffering controversy after controversy, calls for tighter regulations on the social media industry have never been louder. To get the conversation started, Motherboard considered what would happen if Facebook were fully nationalized. That is, if the U.S. government seized Facebook today and attempted to operate it in the best interests of its users, under existing U.S. law. The piece is speculative fiction and is intended to imagine what an extreme version of regulation would look like. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Motherboard Editor-in-Chief Jason Kebler on the story. Facebook.gov is this kind of weird project we did on Motherboard, and we call it speculative fiction. Where did this idea come from? We have a section on Motherboard called Terraform that is a speculative fiction section. So uh, we try to be timely with it. Um, We had a story once, like what would happen if Uber took over the whole world? Like, you know, you had everything delivered by Uber. And this was like way before Uber Eats, before like you could use Uber for deliveries and stuff like this. So we try to be very newsworthy with it. Obviously, everyone has been talking about Facebook lately with the Cambridge Analytica stuff. So people have been discussing like what would happen if the government tried to regulate Facebook because thus far it's just kind of self-regulated. And to get that conversation started, we thought, what would happen if we just nationalized Facebook? Like, what if the U.S. government seized Facebook uh, and tried to run it as though it were a government agency? How plausible is this scenario? I think this scenario is not very plausible, but it is not unprecedented for the U.S. government to run a private company. During the economic crisis, the U.S. government bought General Motors. After 9-11, the U.S. government took over the airport security with the TSA, before that had been private. And then during World War One and Two, the U.S. government seized railroads. Um, at one point, it even seized like a department store and converted them to basically be like, make sure they were working for the war effort. So I do not think that the U.S. government is going to seize Facebook, but it could do it. I think it's constitutional under like the takings clause of the Sixth-ish Amendment. And uh, the only thing is the U.S. government would have to compensate Facebook. So in this scenario, uh, U.S. government pays Mark Zuckerberg, you know, like $400 billion or whatever Facebook is valued. And suddenly it's under the purview of the executive branch. There are different components to this experiment. And you had a bunch of us on Motherboard kind of tackle different facets of what a government takeover of Facebook would look like. Let's break down some of the different ways that we talked about this. 
Yeah. So Facebook is not very regulated right now. There's not a whole lot of laws it has to follow, but the U.S. government has to follow all sorts of laws. So uh, what would happen to Facebook's business model? Like, could it advertise in the same way? The answer is, of course, not. You know, Facebook is a very opaque company. We don't really know how it works, but Facebook.gov would be subject to Freedom of Information Act laws. Um we also thought, like, what would happen if suddenly all of Facebook's employees were government workers? Um, what would happen to the international community, which hopefully you can talk about because you wrote that? You know, if suddenly the U.S. government owned one of the most popular websites in the world that's used by billions of people worldwide, that would cause sort of like an international incident. Um, and we'd have to figure out, like, how that would work. And then lastly, like, how would Facebook.gov even be run? Like, would it be part of the FCC or the Federal Trade Commission, or uh, would an entirely new board be created? And I think by sort of looking at it through this lens, even though it's unlikely, you can start to get to some frameworks where Facebook could be regulated in a way that's more equitable for everyone. All of this is sort of strange and nebulous, but was there any part of it that stuck out to you as really confounding? Yeah, so some of it's like very straightforward, like Facebook.gov would definitely be subject to FOIA. Employees would definitely be government employees and be subject to their salary structure and stuff like that. But it's unclear how, like who would run Facebook, like who would be in charge of it. It would probably be under the control of the president, so it'd be an executive agency. You know, it could be part of the FCC or FTC. But our writer who tackled this part thought that it would probably be sort of an independent board. So like a new part of the FCC that would maybe have like two people who were appointed by the president, two people who were elected by the users of Facebook, and then one who was sort of selected by, you know, either a privacy organization or the employees of Facebook. Um, and this is apparently a very similar structure to how a lot of like German panels work, like German government panels, and seems to work pretty well. So, you know, obviously it's super speculative, but all of our reporters did talk to actual experts about what they think would happen under this scenario. And that seemed to be like one of the, the biggest ones. Um, another super important point is if the U.S. government took over Facebook, there'd no longer be any separation between Facebook and agencies like the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI. So there'd need to be some sort of like separation, some sort of uh, protection for that. And all the experts we talked to, you know, sort of like civil liberties type said, you know, this would be an absolute nightmare. The first time there'd be any sort of like terrorist attack or something that was organized on Facebook that the U.S. government could have stopped. Any wall that was put up would, would be knocked down. So I think that's a, a super important point. And it kind of takes us to like your section, which was international. There are almost no limits on data collection the U.S. government can do of foreign nationals, right? Yeah, I think a lot of this is still up in the air because the concept of what is allowed in an international social network and what information is allowed to be shared and who owns it between countries is so fraught right now. And I think the interesting thing to me was that one of the interesting things to me was one of the experts that I interviewed, this woman, Amy Stepanovich, talks about how the Cloud Act, which recently was passed and is now an actual legislation here, is kind of a precedent for what could happen because it allows the U.S. government to actually get data from other countries if that other government also agrees to it. And I think that's kind of the scary part of what we're looking at 
you know, we looked at this as a speculative piece of what could happen, but there are parts of it that are already happening. And, you know, if the question is whether a nationalized Facebook would be able to, you know, take the information of its users from other countries and transfer it to the U.S. government, it's something that we're kind of close to in real life. So it becomes not fiction at all. Yeah, I think, you know, Facebook deals with international governments all the time, whether it's like on censorship issues or like internet access issues. Like you've definitely written a little bit about um, Free Basics. Um, Can you explain what that was? Sure. I mean, Free Basics is slightly different in this context, but Facebook and some other companies were essentially trying to offer a version of the internet to other countries. So not saying like, hey, we'll give you open access to a free and open internet, but rather we'll give you specific parts, specific things you can search, access to specific sites and services. And a lot of countries balked at this because it was at a time when some countries weren't very connected, but then it was almost, maybe the word is patronizing to say like, hey, you can have this small part of what we have. And it's like our part. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's the part that that we decided about. And India, for example, and I mentioned this in um, Facebook.gov, but when it was offered this free basics program by Facebook and these other companies, it was like, we're not doing this. This doesn't, I mean, this is the world's biggest democracy. We're not going to take part of the internet. And there's obviously a lot of other censorship concerns and violations in other ways, like China and Russia, for example, crack down on Facebook in a pretty heavy-handed way and offer their own state-controlled, state-run versions of the social network that their citizens use. But yeah, it's it's something that I think for my part of this project, there was a lot of examples of how this already works in you know certain ways. Yeah, that was the probably the most surprising thing was how, yeah, this is a far-fetched idea, but Facebook is of the size and scale that is larger than the U.S. government in, in many ways. Like it has more users than the U.S. has citizens. So like Facebook operates in some ways like a government already and it's like it'd just be taking this giant entity and putting it under you know another entity and i think you know it doesn't work in some ways but in other ways it's like oh this is uh, like facebook operates like a government already and it's pretty scary um so i i thought it was a really fun thought experiment um i thought everyone did a really good job and though it's not going to happen in this way i think it is useful at times to think about like what if we went full full communist with this, just like seize the means of production, seize Facebook, and then tried to run it as though it were a public resource. And there definitely are positives to to an idea like that. Um, I think, you know, Silicon Valley innovators or whatever would scream from the mountaintops saying like, this is terrible. But I think somewhere in the middle where where we get some of the pros of regulation while still allowing like these companies to make this world-changing product is probably where we'll end up. To read the full article, go to motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.